Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Wrap brought to you by Crowcast, of course. Another good weekend for the Crows and uh, joining me to talk all about it is none other than our favourite curtain restorer, Maka. How are you going, mate? Really good, thank you, mate. Never touch the curtain, though. <laughs> I mean, you know, just I'm just dumbfounded by it. I don't understand. I'll tell Mrs. Mack and she'll kill you. Will she? She won't oh, be she, happy? She can, she can be violent. <laughs> usually, usually at me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want to know about that. <laughs> oh, um, Mac, um, a good weekend. Uh, good for the Crows to get up and actually uh, overcome the showdown hoodoo, which is a bit of a... You know, that old hangover thing, which is obviously always a bit of a, a problem with um, showdowns, but uh, a solid win against a slightly disappointing opponent, I guess. Um, but uh, And uh, with one game to go in the round, we find ourselves in the eight for the first time in about 100 years. Yeah, uh, I was shocked to think that... Uh, well, I, well, when the round started, I never thought anything about being in the eight, but as it evolved and the results came in, well, mm-hmm. they all resulted in us being in the eight. It might be the one and only time for the year for but at least we can say we were there. No, we're going to be there when the whips are cracking, mate. That's been my prediction all along. And uh, I'd see nothing, nothing at all to uh, suggest otherwise at this stage. It was a good win, wasn't it? Well, it was a very good win. Um, it was uh, driven by uh, the captain, in, in my opinion. I thought he was outstanding. The move to put him in the centre has been absolutely outstanding. Um, mm, who would have and, thought? <laughs> who would have thought, mate? And, um, yeah, look, he, he got the ball rolling, and uh, we do have a dynamic forward line, and, uh, you know, in our better players, you know, there was Rochelle, Rochelle Ian, uh, Rankin, Walker, uh, you know, we just there are players everywhere that played well, so uh, up forward. So very dangerous when we get it down there. So yeah, and, and finally, all, 
finally coming to the attention of the scribes. There was a little article in afl.com.au this afternoon about um, Adelaide perhaps having potentially the most dangerous forward line in the competition. I think we do. I think we do. Uh, I think Carlton are the ones that rival us for it because in a different sense, we've got a variety of uh, types of forwards, um, but they've got two big pillars up there that both can be very, very good on their day. When they're both good on the same day, they're very, very hard to beat. Yeah, very true. Very true. And uh, just uh, before we go on too, fur- too much further, g'day to everyone who's joined us on this Easter Sunday in Discord and also on YouTube. We've got a nice little crowd of 20 on the live stage in Discord Macro. And as we always say, we're live and interactive. So uh, if you want to come on and have your say, then please, during the course of the podcast, stick your virtual hand up and we'll get you on the virtual stage and you can have a virtual chat with us. Um, and also, obviously, thanks to everyone who supported us on YouTube. Our YouTube numbers are growing uh, steadily, which is fantastic. Um, so if you are new to the channel and uh, you're having your first or second look and you like what you see, please drop us a, uh, drop us a subscribe um, and uh, a bit of a like. Uh, it really helps us with many things, uh, not the least uh, with uh, getting us up to our target, which is a thousand subs, which doesn't sound many, but for a little old podcast in Adelaide talking about the little old crows, Macca, it's not a bad achievement. I think you've done an outstanding job, Fiend, um, to get as many as you have. You've worked hard at it, and uh, yeah, you're getting the results, mate. It's it rates quite highly nationally, as as you uh, pointed out to me. Um, so uh, I think that. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, we've got the classiest audience too. No doubt about it. Well, I've noticed a substantial correlation between an uptick in our viewership and um, the appearance of your curtains, Mac. I think that's what does it, actually. I wasn't going to say it, mate, but um, uh, to me it seems pretty obvious. Uh, I just want to quick question. It's very important. Uh, did you get an Easter egg, mate? I did get an Easter egg, and I uh, picked up my youngest son uh, just uh, just prior to the cast, and got a nice little Kit Kat Easter rabbit, which I will be consuming after. And it took all my willpower not to consume right now. <laughs> well, nobody gave me one, mate, but I had what? one for no, mate, but I, I had one for the. Well, I had one each for the grandkids, but. Uh, I didn't see them, so I ate them, I ate them myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw my elder son, Cam, who some of the viewers might remember from the rev-up days. Um, I saw him uh, on Thursday night as well as today, and he gave me a uh, gave me an egg to pass along to his younger brother, and sadly that didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen that way, mate. It didn't make it, like, you know... Things ha- these things happen, Macca. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know it is di- what it is. The disappearing chocolate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't know about it yet either. Um, <clears throat> all right, mate, let's straighten up. Uh, as I said, thanks to everyone who's listening. We'll try and get things through reasonably quick tonight, uh, as I'm aware that everyone's got you know, Easter stuff on, and we don't want to be going for a thousand years on this one, but uh, let's just talk about the weekend's results, shall we? Yeah. Um, Thursday night, uh, the Lions, impressive over Collingwood, 33-point uh, winners, 116-83. to 
Interesting fact, Berkeley, which I didn't know before I uh, saw it, was the fact that Brisbane don't lose too often up there. They've won 31 of their past 36 mm. games. So, mm. so if you're going up to Brisbane and, and, and anticipating a win, you know, you, you're really jumping the odds. But uh, yeah. uh, I didn't actually think Collingwood had a chance, actually, with, with no genuine Ruckman in the side. And the guys that they used for their Ruckman were their two star forwards uh, from the previous week. Um, yeah. And... Uh, as a result of that, they were weakened up forward and uh, they were weakened in the ruck. And that, um, I mean, McInerney must have thought his Christmas had come at once. He's rucking against two guys half his size and uh, all of a sudden their forwards fired as well. You've got the big boys and uh, Hipwood and Danaher, they fired and uh, they were supported by the smalls on the ground. And um, yeah, they had just too much firepower. And as I say, I thought Collingwood were absolutely crippled before they even went there because of the fact no Ruckman and using their forwards up for uh, as those Ruckman. They may have to sacrifice the young lad, Macca. Sorry? Got a young lad. They may have to sacrifice the young lad in the twos who uh, oh. um, hasn't been going terribly well and he's only very young, but uh, they might have to throw him to the wolves, I reckon, just so they can keep their structure. Yes, because that was the point. They totally lost their structure mm. as a result yeah. of that. Um, and they've also got the Chris factor coming up as well. Yeah, well, that's a that's that's just bubbling away, isn't it? Uh, could you imagine? Could you imagine if that was I don't know, Tex, for example? Could you imagine how much more coverage that would have got? I mean, really, they've been let off lightly so far, uh, but I don't think it's going to go away. Well, if it was us, I'd be, uh, the journos in Victoria would be calling, you know, for uh, <laughs> two, three years. Yeah, no, losses of them, uh, draft picks and a $100,000 fine and and uh, probably hang crisp as well. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they're totally... They're I mean, that buddy Damien Barrett about... Um, oh. you, you did read his comments about... Uh, touching the umpire, he reckons he should get two games for it when he when the oh, when nice. the rules the rules say he gets a fine. It's a bloody dickhead, um, you know. And just on that, you know, Saligo, for those that don't know, got off with a fifteen hundred dollar fine and a little slap on the wrist, which is exactly what it should have got. So, yeah, we move on. Anyway, um, Carlton over North in the end by twenty three points, one hundred seven to eighty four. Wasn't overly impressed by Carlton, to be honest with you. No, um, they do had they had twin towers up forward though. Uh, you know, one kicked six and the other kicked four. I mean, Kerno I, I think is the best forward in the competition. There's no doubt about that, in my opinion. Uh, Charlie Kerno that is. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I I understand why you say that they weren't totally impressive because uh, they made a five goal break, and, and I think that's about a. Uh, where it stayed for the rest of the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, conditions weren't fantastic, and North made it a scrap and all that. But I don't know. I expected them to win by more, to be honest. Yeah, it's only race which I don't know the result of. But, um, McKay got reported. Um, they haven't it, announced. They haven't announced whether they're going to because um, so he's been offered one week. Uh, Carlton have announced. Sorry, go on. PJ says apparently they are contesting. They are going to contest. It wouldn't surprise me, and it wouldn't surprise if, if he got off, to be honest with you. 
He wouldn't have if he wore uh, our colours. He's got every chance wearing carbon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think um, it would be the right result for him to get off, to be honest with you. I think it was nothing more than a soft fend. I mean, she's will jump straight back up. I think it was more the principle of what he did. He actually uh, had two clenched fists, which he actually hit his head with. Um, not with no, great... with his forearm. I thought he had... His arms extended. That's that's why I saw no, it. No, he hit him with his forearm. Well, if he does that, then he doesn't need to get away. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, a good game between Richmond and the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs killing my tips and getting up by five points in the end. Um, 89 to 84 was a pretty enjoyable game, this one, considering, again, the conditions. Yeah, the conditions, though, they certainly... Uh, it certainly made it, I think, they dragged the game down a little bit, but it, it was a good contest. Um, you know, the Dogs got on top early, then Richmond got seven goals, and unanswered goals, and you thought, gee whiz, mm. uh, the Dogs in real trouble here. But they fought their way back, and eventually they got up to win by five points and uh, and just not one of the close games for the night. Yeah, no, it was quite good. Um, Richmond... Just going. It's a shame that we couldn't get him, you know, over here. If I, I honestly think that if uh, we hadn't come off that that um, oven in in Sydney, we would have had a better chance of knocking them off. It would have been nice to put them away. But they're only just going at the moment. Uh, a team that is more than just going at the moment is St Kilda, who uh, dispatched Gold Coast by 53 points, uh, 113 to 60. Didn't see the game, but uh, watching the scores while I was watching the other game that was going, it Never seemed close, really. No, I didn't. We obviously couldn't see this game at the same time as uh, the Sydney uh, Port one, but uh, or whatever other game I was watching. But uh, yeah, the, the Ross Lyon factor, you know, four from four. I, you know, you wonder whether that, uh, that would be the case if, if they'd stay, if they hadn't made the, a change in their coach. Um, well, he's just got to be very pleased with what he's got at the moment because. Uh, I think his his main players are starting to run into top form as well. I mean, and he has got his captain out as well, and on the top of that. So yeah, they're going well. They'll be tested when they play the really top sides. That's when they'll come. We'll know oh, how I good mean, they are. Yeah, they got a few out. It, it just goes to show what belief and uh, buy-in uh, can do to a team. I mean, their personnel haven't changed at all, um, but they obviously oh. have a have a simple method. Uh, they've all bought into it and they're playing with a bit of confidence. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And uh, you can put that down to the coach. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Oh, this bloody game. Um, bloody Sydney. Uh, so Port getting up by two points in the end. Ollie Florent can't even kick over a jam tin. Um, should never have been this close. Sydney got an absolute armchair ride for most of the night by the umpires and then Port got a couple of gifts late and uh, yeah, ended up getting up by two and Kenny lives again. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you know, Kenny Kenny was so happy after the game because, I mean, he, the Lions would have been out after him if they, if they had have lost the game, no matter if it had been by one kick. But, uh, God, I just thought he'd be going to have, well, he was getting a bit carried away there, Kenny, was there for a while. I was too it, was what becoming quite, it was becoming quite intimate, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very intimate. I was really frightened what he might get up to. But, uh, but having said that, I, I, I do want to give a, a big tip, though, to Finlayson, who has had a lot of mm. mental strain and stress on him with um, his wife with an incurable yep. problem at the moment. And uh, to come in there with his Mr. Biffy bit of training as well and to – he actually kicked three goals and he, he's the, he was the catalyst for, for their win, in my opinion, right at the end. I just want to absolutely bag Longmire for a moment. Um, to be honest now, I'd like your opinion on this, Fiend. I just think in one way he cost Sydney the game by playing Buddy Franklin all the time. I would have yanked Franklin off because he wasn't making a decent contest, Fiend. Well, i tell you what I would have done with Franklin, and to me Franklin is cooked. Um, he, uh, he shouldn't be playing this year, and if he doesn't get dropped on that performance, then they're just... they're playing for crowds um but what i would have done with um buddy is i would have just forced the match up with alia uh, obviously they were trying to free up alia so they had um some other bloke on him cleary or whoever it was jonas on um on buddy i would have made buddy stand next to alia and force that match up they had to nullify alia um, because they were coming into the forward 50 with not no particular effort uh, method, I should say, and half the time just dumping it on Aaliyah's head. And uh, Buddy was as good as useless. Absolutely well, you useless. Know, I think Longmire faces a hard call because if he's going to keep on playing Buddy Franklin, uh, and I've seen every one of their games so far, and Buddy is he's, he's absolutely useless. He's cooked, as you said. And uh, he's going to cost his team through loyalty if he keeps playing Franklin. He's not, playing, he's not out there to be buddies. He's out there to win games. And uh, well, you know, to be honest with you, mate, I think he's either not fit enough to play the role that he should be playing, which is playing up high, or they're just playing him incorrectly by playing him deep. He's not. We're not seeing him get up and down the ground like he he is renowned for. And if that's because he's too old to, he hasn't got it in his legs. Then really, that's his one wood, and um, he's pretty much shot. And Sydney, you're right, mate. Are going to have to make a big call. I think. Um, uh, the other thing that Longmire has got to really think about is what they do up forward because, like, apart from Buddy, Logan McDonald was... Uh, was he's, I mean, he's he's young like Thilthorpe and they got Papley, but they don't have much else. Heaney started to find a little bit of form, but the way they connect between midfield and forwards is, is horrific on that small ground. Uh, in fairness to Logan uh, McDonald, um, when he was actually, when Buddy was out, I thought he was playing reasonably well. And I think his game would have developed if they had kept on playing him and not Buddy. But uh, anyhow, mm. that's up to Longmire. Yeah. Long yeah. 
Um, the next game this afternoon was an entertaining one. Uh, Essendon getting up over the Giants 88-75. Um, I'd really like us to have a dip at Sam Draper, Mac. You won't. He, cause he, I, think he's, I think he's extended his contract, mate. Well, that's rude. Yeah, I think he's, he's extended it. So mm. he's out. As is, as is yeah. Will Day, he's, he's yeah, out. Yeah, Will Day's out too. Yeah, I know. That was a bit of a blow. Yeah, so Don't just on this, on this particular game, I just thought Essendon's kept uh, GWS in the game with their bad kicking for goal. Oh, uh, they, no they, doubt. They won by 13 points and they had 13 more scoring shots. And uh, I, I just don't know what it is about GWS. that They've, they've got a lot of talent in their team, but they, they just underperform. Um, I do think their midfield this year is starting to look a little bit one-paced, Macca. It's not quite as dynamic as we used to. Kelly and Coniglio's definitely lost a yard. Kelly is nowhere near as dynamic. Um, you know, the young lad is uh, Green is is carrying a lot of workload there for those other um, you know gold plated players. And uh, I'd be I'd be feeling a little bit dark if I was Green because he he's a youngster in that in that rotation and he's doing all the heavy lifting and. Kelly, you know, Kelly at one stage was touted as having a, a seven-year, multi-million-dollar contract put in front of him by a Victorian club. Well, I bet you that club is uh, pretty happy that he uh, decided to stay up at GWS because the last he's really tailed off, in my opinion. Yeah, well, he has. Look, he's a player that has his moments, but I, I don't think he's got the. There's been quite a few uh, defections down to Victoria by midfielders, and he used to have a lot more strong, a stronger midfield around him, which uh, he also mm. could feed on as well. Mm. And he has great skills. So, uh, yeah, he's probably finding life a little bit harder. Yep, and, um, you know, uh, they really uh, they haven't worked out how to use jesse hogan up forward um jesse hogan was sport i reckon more times by his own players um <laughs> in that game than he was by the opposition don't you think oh uh, yeah unfortunately for him he stands out with that horrible uh, dyed hair of his um <laughs> but uh, yeah i don't know perhaps these teammates don't like it so they just punch it away from him but uh yeah it was very 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 disappointing out there were disappointing up forward and uh, Himmelberg, you know, is. Uh, I wonder if he's getting sick of playing for that particular team, and he's a, a free agent at the end of the year. Um, he's a, he's a very good player in the sense you can play him forward or back, and I think he would be good for us down back. Um, so I, I, I would certainly be after him if I was the Crows. Free agent, don't have to give up any draft picks. Um, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that we'd be uh, into him, Macker. I'd say. I'd hope so. Um, all right. What's next? Uh, the game this afternoon um, was a pretty average affair. Um, Melbourne, 63 points in the end, 126 to the, the depleted Eagles, let's be honest, 63. Um, Melbourne doing what they had to do. Yeah, West Coast made a bit of a game of it for the first half. Even They were only four goals down at that stage, but that was it, really, and... Uh, it was the Oliver Petrarca show, surrounded by other good players, and uh, yeah, it was just a quality team versus the, uh, a team that's got every chance of uh, fighting it out for bottom position. 
Well, and to be fair to West Coast, they they tried really hard. They just down on personnel. I mean, you can't have that many players out of your rotations to and still be competitive against the recent Premier. You know, I, I thought they they battled hard, West Coast. Oh, they did, but they just didn't have the talent out there to match to Melbourne. That's right. And, of course, tomorrow we've got, uh, <laughs> you know, the the Monday blockbuster between Geelong sitting 18th on the ladder versus the Hawks sitting 17th on the ladder. <laughs> now, it's been a long time, a long time since this match has uh, has been between these two sides that have, and they've been sitting bottom of the ladder. <laughs> that is so funny, Frank. It's just so funny. <laughs> um, like, you wouldn't read about it. Well, you'd love, you'd love Hawthorne to get up and make Geelong Norton 4, but I think probably Geelong should win this game. Um, but you wouldn't want, to, wouldn't want to put money on it. No, well, you wouldn't want to put money on it. Um, I, I think the same as you. I think uh, Geelong will get up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. It, I don't think it's a. Uh, I don't think it's a um, a certainty by any stretch. I mean, neither team are playing particularly well. Um, but anyway, well, uh, I don't think I'll be. Uh, I don't think I'll be. Uh, you know, stopping all my chores on on Easter Monday to be sitting down and watching this. I might have it on in the background. I think. Oh, uh, I'm a bit of a football junkie, so I'll watch it. But. Um... I know you watch it. You watch everything. Yeah, I I do. I can't help it. All right. So uh, obviously we're here to talk about the Crows game. Just a reminder before we get on to the Crows game, those in the chat, if you do want to have your say, and g'day to Nuz, who's in the chat. Good to see you, mate, Uh, along with everyone else there, if anyone wants to have something to say. Uh, Vardy Magic's in the chat, uh, Mac. Uh, I don't know what that means, uh, whether we're having an an Easter surprise from Vardy or... uh, What's going on there? Oh, you mean Vardy uh, to come up here and uh, have a little wow. talk? Wow. Yeah. Well, would, that would, would be we very be honoured? Would we be honoured? <laughs> anyway, let's move oh, on. Okay. And let's move on. Okay. Uh, it was the Crows. Uh, 17 goals, 9. Good kicking, 1-1-1. One, one, one. Uh, over 100 points again, which is great. I think we've kicked 35 goals in the last two weeks, which is pretty good. Um, over the Dockers, 10-12-72. A margin in the end of 39 points. Uh, got a, got tightish towards the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth, but um, uh, by and large, we're in control of the game for most of it. Yeah, look, we were by far the better team on the day. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we jumped them early and... Um, yeah, look, every every team has a moment, and they and they had a couple of moments, but uh, they they didn't have too many players apart from uh, Brayshaw and uh, what's the other little fella that they've got in the midfield. He played very well too, but thank you, Sarong. Sarong was the other one I had in mind, um, and they and they, those two players did play very well, and uh, and and Ryan he played pretty good. At, but uh, overall, they, they didn't have a lot of players who were outstanding. They had a lot of guys who underperformed. I think all, if you go through our team, it would be, uh, well, it wouldn't be so much uh, mainly underperformed players. I think it'd be, you'd have to look hard to find one or two that did really underperform because um, I, I thought they contributed pretty well as a team all day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there wasn't a lot of surprise in selection. Um, you know, we had Bez come out and um, 
uh, obviously Peds come out and and I thought the lads that came in uh, acquitted themselves well, particularly Ned McHenry who gets a, a fair uh, a fair smashing on social media and on footy forums and even in our chat. Um, but he came in and did the job that he was there to do and you get what you get with Ned and one thing you always get with Ned is 100% effort and uh, we'll go through some individuals in a little little while but uh, I think it was a game high 10 score involvements or something from McHenry and really that's all you wanted from him wasn't it? Yeah you can say two things about uh, his game uh, one was that he gave everything that he had to give and, and I thought he played uh, right up to his maximum and had a had a good game the sad thing about it is that we took him at such a high pick and because he's well even with the game he played on the weekend he wasn't worth that pick so um well yeah but we've got to move past that Mac. you like i've spent all year trying to get you back into 2023 because you just continually want to go back and lament past decisions well those decisions are done now and once a bloke is in your squad, it doesn't matter what pick he was taken. The fact is that he's just another player on the squad. And yes, um, you know, I, I'd like you to go back and have a look at who was taken around McHenry's pick and tell me who was better. Uh, I, look, if I went down, if I, I didn't have the time to do it now, of course, but I, could, I bet I can come up with quite a few, but that's not the point. We'll move on, thing, as you say. Yeah. Well, I think you know, uh, like you know, uh, Chase Jones is another one. Chase Jones has been on a on a slow burn. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And for years, and you know, there's, there's a fair argument to say that he went higher than what he should have. Um, but the fact is that he is now a valuable member of the squad, and whether he's first 22 or just outside the 22, um, the fact is that the, we can bring those lads in, McHenry and Jones, when required, and they come in and they do a job, and that's where you know that you've got great depth in your squad. And one of the things our, our neighbours across the road don't have is a lot of depth in their squad. And, and you know, I, I reckon if, if they were dealing with the amount of injuries and, and outs that we've had early on, particularly in, in their forward line, they would be really struggling. But the fact that we can bring in those blokes, Lucky Gallant is another one, comes in over the last couple of weeks and does a really good job. You know, it probably won't hold his spot. Neither will McHenry when Peddler's uh, ready to go again. Um, Jones might. 
Um, but we've also had Lockie Scholl come back in and play particularly well, I reckon. So it's really good from that perspective that we have blokes on on the on the edge on the, on the fringes of our squad that aren't necessarily first picked every week, but can come in every week that they're selected and do a job. Lockie Murphy's another one. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said there. Um, um, Jones, just going back on Jones, I think Jones, um, and I, I would apply the same comments I made before, but the thing about Jones, this year I can see something different in Jones that I haven't been able to see in previous years. It started to a little bit last year, but this year you can see he's got more belief. And I tell you what, he's got, he doesn't lack courage, and he he's... He's actually, and his his skills are starting to show up as well. I actually thought the Giants played very well. Yeah, I'd go as far as to say that it was one of his um, probably top three games that he's played for the club, um, and mm-hmm. he continues to improve. What we're getting now is uh, him being involved for longer periods of time in the game. Uh, it, you know, you could say in the past that he's had little flashes here and there, and he's had little cameos. Um, but I felt that, you know, he, he's consistently in the game when he needs to be. Um, he's straight at it. He's hard as nails. And he's got relatively good disposal. His decision-making's always been the question mark and his spatial awareness. But I think, you know, what I've seen this year, whether he's getting used to the structure and whether he's happier playing up the ground a little bit on that wing, um, you know, I don't know. But I, I'm enjoying watching him. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, uh, in fact, you know, he's obviously, in my opinion, he's in our. Either if he's on our best twenty-two, he's, he's uh, makes a damn good sub because uh, he's right up to the standard. Well, I love him as a sub because he can come on. We and we saw that against Port Adelaide. He came on and, and instantly went after bloody Lucky Jones and like you know made his presence felt straight away and you know, uh, was champing at the bit to come on. And when he did come on, he made a real impact. So anyway, before we get too bogged down in individuals, let's look at some of the team stats, Mac. Um, 380 to 334 disposals, um, particularly kicks uh, 222 to 179. Handball's about even. Inside 50s were even, but our efficiency inside 50, of course, was uh, far greater. We had 29 shots from 51. Uh, They had 21 shots from 51. Uh, we've got so many options uh, in front of Gold Mac at the moment, and uh, we've had those options with not our first pick forward line. So, again, you know, the blokes like Lucky Gallant stepping up, or Lucky Murphy stepping up, uh, those sort of fellas are coming in and playing a role. Uh, it's been fantastic. Um, free kicks uh, heavily in Prio's favour, which surprised me somewhat. Um, stoppages. Um, as we predicted, Macca, when Riley O'Brien comes up against a real ruckman, he struggled somewhat, and I felt like he he came back to earth uh, this week. Riley, Darcy did him like a dinner, absolutely did him like a dinner. And what you notice about Riley is when he starts getting beaten in his tap work, his around the ground stuff drops off, and and where whereas against Port he was clunking everything. He, uh, I don't reckon he took one. Uh, he was running under the ball. He was too grabbing everything. He was great at ground. Like, don't get me wrong. His ability to, to you know, back up around stoppage and, and, you know, the secondary efforts and all that are fantastic. Really like that about his game. But 
his primary KPIs were down this week. Well, Darcy from Frio is a very good ruckman. He is mm -hmm. a good ruckman. And uh, the one thing about him, if you really watched it very closely, when Darcy does get a tap, he knows how to direct it to one of their players. And to the credit of some of our players, they actually were working that out and, and uh, uh, preventing some of the breaks from the centre. But, um, yeah, Rob was completely, in my opinion, was completely outright. Yeah, he was. Um, I thought, actually thought, uh, Phil thought, did all right in the ruck when he came in. Um, clearances, uh, would, overall, we were beaten, uh, particularly in the centre, 7 to 12. Around stoppage, it was reasonably even, 28 to 32. Um, but then, and this is where I, this is where I like what, um, what Nix has done over the last couple of weeks, and it's something that we spoke about, Macca, about maybe just trying to break even around stoppage and making it harder for the clearance out of stoppage to be uh, to be easy for the opposition, and I feel like that's what we're doing because our contested possession numbers have been positive the last two or three weeks again this week 151 to 137 uh we're able to get the ball on the outside as a result 224 to 189 um i feel like the game that we're playing is that we are not over committing around around the ground uh, to stoppage and contested situations and we're just making it harder for the opponent to actually get uh easy ball out the back and clear runs out of stoppage which has been a bit of an Achilles heel for us in the past Yeah, look that's always been our Achilles heel but when, when they, uh, they've got a player facing their goals out the back and they, they shoot mm. the handball out there but we seem to be awake to it now and finally got a structure that prevents that so um, I, I think that, uh, that our coaching is, is improving and uh, you'd think I mean, when you were in a coach's position for three years, well, I think Nick's has been in before, uh, you'd think you'd be waking up that. But you've also got to have the right players and, and, and practice it and drill it and all the rest of it. And they seem to be finally getting their team. Yeah, well, I think, look, and if you have a look at the heat map, you can see exactly what we're talking on here. You know, most of our uh, our possessions were across that half-back line, whereas Frio were very much concentrated in the middle. We are we're doing exactly what I thought we might do, which is basically to get a lot of our run and our rebound and our score launches and all that sort of stuff off our half back line. Um, and I think it's I think it's smart. You know, I mean, obviously you want a, you want a winning uh, midfield combination, but you've also got to recognise where your strengths are, and I think our strengths are very much. Uh, around the ground with our with our effort and our pressure and our ability to cause turnovers, and not so much at particularly centre square situations. And it doesn't surprise me at all that we're running we're getting a lot of stuff off half back at the moment. Yeah, I think the two go hand in hand. If you're getting sort of beaten in the centre centre clearances, which we were, and mm. the ball's going to, it's going to be going down their end. So if we are then getting attacks. From the half-back line, and I thought that uh, Miller had played a reasonably good game. I thought Murray was outstanding back down, down back. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought our, our, uh, we got a, did get a lot of drive, and uh, yeah, somebody said that Murray's become one of the best defenders in the league, and I actually agree with that. I think this guy is just improving out of sight every time he plays a game, and I really would hate to stand him because I reckon he'd hurt you. 
because he's tough and he jumps and he runs and uh, they, I was really really pleased with his game in fact I, I rated him probably our second or third best player I thought he was that good um, well I mean you're jumping like you've only been doing this show for about five years but again you're jumping the gun because we're talking about team stats right now well, well, yeah, that part of the team I was talking about. <laughs> I actually, it, to be honest with you, Macker, I, I thought if you if you want to talk about actual value to the team, I thought I thought Murray was our best player, our most valuable player. I went for second best with Dawson because I thought his impact from the middle was big, and um, but then once it went down back, it, I thought Murray was the next one after that. Yeah, well, he, he destroyed Tabernacle and uh, yep. he destroyed every, anyone else who got in his way as well. Um, Marks, 87 to 61. Marks inside, 50, 12 to 6. Contested 11 apiece. Intercept, 78, 71. We led the whole way through. So, um, you know, um, defensively, tackles 55, 67. But again, pleasing uh, numbers inside 50. Tackles inside 50, 12 to 11, which is good. Uh, 1% is fairly even. Um, don't take much notice of that. So, um, look, it was a very, very even performance, Macca. Um And I think that's probably what I found the most pleasing. And not only that, I felt like uh, the seniors uh, were in and out of the game. I thought Sloan had a good second half. Um, you know, it was just solid. Uh, Tex, I thought, was poor until he got a couple off the deck. Um, you know, uh, Brody Smith gave us Brody Smith things, um, <laughs> but I, I thought it was our young lads that really led the way. You know, Rochelle Rankin, uh, Dawson in the guts. I thought Saligo was good. Uh, Chase Jones, Murray down back, uh, Michael Annie, uh, Lucky Gallant. You know, uh, we're starting to talk about names now that would have been on the fringe, and you'd you'd have a big reaction if they played well one week. But they're now starting to be the 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 heart and soul of the team and it's now the senior players, apart from probably Rory Laird, who's still integral, I would imagine, uh, the yep. senior players um, that are playing the cameo roles rather than the, the juniors playing the cameo. And that's a that's a real transition now. That that's what tells me this this team's ready to go another step. Well you mentioned Michael Lenny and uh, what I do like about him, uh, being, I mean, he was standing uh, as a very small man. I mean, uh, a guy who can be really dynamic and, and kept into virtually nothing. And yet next week he could be standing at all and he will do very well. This guy's going to become an outstanding footballer for the next 10, uh, 10 years, I reckon. Michael Walters has a habit of absolutely cutting us up. Racker. and he yes, he's getting a little bit old, and all the rest lost a yard, but he's still a crafty bugger. And Max blanketed him, and not only that, got ball himself. You know, he uh, was uh, more than willing to 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 uh, chance his arm and and uh, take uh, the game on. He didn't sort of sit back and just play a defensive role uh, by any stretch. Um, and I thought his game was excellent. In fact, let's have a look quickly at Mr. McElhaney uh, because um, we will spend a bit of time talking through some of these guys tonight. Um, so Max, um, he had 16 disposals, 9 and 7. Um, 
took five marks. What's going on there? Well, this has gone a bit crazy. Um, nine contested possessions. Uh, seven uncontested possessions. I only turned the ball over four times. Ten intercept possessions, though, Macca. And this is what I mean, that he was willing to come off Walters and actually be aggressive with the way he took the game on. And that's the bit that's a, that, that pleased me the most about his game. It wasn't just that he blanketed Walters, but he actually had a positive impact on the game as well. Can you see a rising star for him to, this week? Oh, look, just on body of work, uh, Mac, I reckon, uh, we know that the rising star noms are often an accumulation of a few weeks. Uh, you know, there's, there's some bloody good first-year players. Sheasel obviously is a standout. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so far this year, but Max definitely deserves a gong this week. I think for for the body work for the first four weeks, the scalps that he's taken and the positive impact that he's had on games um, absolutely deserves um, deserves a nod, in my opinion. And we'll get one, if not this week, over the next few weeks. I agree. Um, you know, he had one goal assist, two score involvements, took five marks, one contested. Um, you know, he had eight pressure acts, um, was on the ground, you know, was that about 80% of the time? Uh, yep. 200 metres gained, uh, got a clearance, uh, two tackles, two inside 50s, two rebound 50s. Um, you know, uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, you'd, you'd have to be proud if you were Jim um, at the moment. And he plays a lot like Jim, doesn't he? He's just hard and he's straight at it and he's uncompromising and he gets the job done, doesn't he? Well, you know, he showed that when he got cleaned up by Port Adelaide, he got hit down the front, which, interestingly enough, was not considered to be a reportable offence, although it was from McAdam. Um, God, you live in the past. It wasn't anywhere near like McAdams. McAdams was a shirt front. Marshall was going for two blokes going for the ball. But move on, old man. You're kind. You're kind. Um, Move on with your curtains. Yep. And I'll tell the wife who said that. Um, but uh, coming back to uh, uh, Michelani, you throw me there for a minute. Um, yeah, but the, the, the reason I raise that is to show that he got, I mean, he got taken off because he really been cleaned up. He came back pretty quickly and, and, and he went right back on with his game again, which just shows how good he is. Yeah. All right, uh, who else should we have a look at? Let's have a look at um, uh, Isaac Rankin because I thought Ranks was uh, pretty good once again, obviously. Um, the thing I like about Isaac is he's getting ball up the ground, even though uh, most of his work is um, you know, up forward where we want it to be. But I think he had, he had 13 disposals inside forward 50, um, which I think is the most of any player for the round. Ten kicks, five handballs, six marks, five tackles, three goals, two, Mac. Yeah, no, pretty, much I, I, all I, in, pretty much all in the front half. Yeah, I really liked his game. I think he had to be high in our best players too because, as you say, 
he worked the forward lines uh, all over it, and uh, sometimes he was in scoring range, sometimes not. But he, uh, yeah, as you see, his girl said he was not selfish. He played well. He did because he wasn't just playing for goals. He was playing for the team. He, he, I, I thought he played well. Agreed. Uh, he's really bought in. You can see it a mile off. He's he's really enjoying um, being at Adelaide. He's he's bought into the culture. He's bought into the team. Uh, and what's going on? Look, the thing that the things that I like: nine contested possessions, Macca. Um, you know, um, scored nine score involvement, six marks, um, six inside fifties, uh, two ninety one meters gained. So, I mean, that's such an interesting stat considering that most of his numbers occurred inside forward fifty, but he still managed to gain two hundred ninety one meters. So that's an interesting stat. Um, you know, had one clearance around stoppage. Five tackles, though. Three of them inside 50. Um, you know, it just just a, a, exactly the kind of game that you want from a bloke like him. He can be explosive. He can be aggressive. He, he can do things around goal that uh, you don't expect, that, that are very hard to combat. And uh, it's exactly the type of game that you want from him. Yep. Um what was interesting is that um, Rankin and Rochelle with their little uh, celeb- goal celebrations, um, and I'm just talking about Rankin in particular at the moment, when he's near, uh, uh, um, he kicks a goal, well, anyway, he's kicked a goal, and near, when he's near walk, he does some little two-step dance or something, I can't work out what he's doing, as opposed to uh, Rochelle does a big punch of all well, I don't you're, know what you're that. You're a bit that old is. for that. You're a bit old for that sort of stuff, mate. I know you're really young, mate. So you tell me what it is. Well, it's just a little foot tap thing. It's like a, a low <laughs> five with the feet. <laughs> I think I was saying that. I don't. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at Geordie Dawson. Uh, as you said, Macca, probably our best. Even though I had a soft spot for Muzz's game, twenty-seven disposals, twenty kicks, seven handballs. This is that's the bit that I like about Geordie. It's not a Matty Crouch, 35 disposal, 20 handballs, 15 kick thing. Uh, it's 20 valuable kicks. You know, his metres gain we'll get to in a second, but it, it, they're valuable kicks. They're not just little sideways pokes or whatever. They're decisive. Seven handballs, five marks, six tackles, kicked goal, a very uh, timely goal as it was in the third quarter. A uh, bit of an unfortunate... Um, um, Heat map there from Geordie. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll move on on that one. Uh, disposal efficiency with those twenty-seven disposals, Maco, ninety-six percent disposal efficiency. That is unreal at AFL level. That is just unreal. When you're kicking the ball, and you're not kicking it sideways, you're actually kicking it forward. To have ninety-six percent disposal efficiency is almost unheard of. Um, 20, uh, 13 contested possessions, 14 uncontested. Only turned it over three times. Six intercept possessions, uh, one from one uh, goals, obviously. Five score involvements, five marks. Um, you know, uh, it's, whoops, what was it doing? That? 16 pressure acts. Um, spent 80% time on ground, or 75. 598 metres gained from the middle. Now, you know, we're used to seeing those sort of numbers from a, a Brody Smith or a Paul Seisman or, or someone off half-back, Macca. But aside from, you know, halfway through the third quarter when he got thrown back a little bit and we put Shuey on, um, 
He was playing midfield, and to get 598 metres gained from a midfield spot, um, with that amount of uh, contested ball, um, is just fantastic. Yeah, uh, unbelievable, really. And, uh, you know, the, the footy gods they were very kind to us when um, North Melbourne knocked back our three first-rounders to get uh, Horn Francis, because we ended up getting... Dawson, Rankin, and uh, Rochelle with those three picks. So what an an outstanding uh, trio of players to get. Dare I say it, a sliding doors moment, Macath? We'll wait and see on that one. Absolutely sliding doors moment. Absolutely. Yeah, five clearances, five round stoppage, uh, six tackles, five inside 50s, five rebound 50s. So, you know, front and back half, um, you know... um, just an all-round good game from Geordie. Loved his work. He's such an asset to our team. He changes everything. And he makes us difficult to play against, Mac. And I'm starting to see it in the media, and I'm claiming it because I said it three weeks ago. He's our big-bodied midfielder. I heard Rashido say it on the cast. So I thought, Mark, you're two weeks late. He is our big-bodied midfielder. The end. I have to admit, you did. You don't have to admit it. You can just begrudgingly. Like, no, you can acknowledge it and and like just be happy about it. Begrudgingly. <laughs> uh, Chase Jones, twenty-one disposals, seventeen kicks, four handballs. Again, exactly the kind of stats you want from Chase because he's a kicker, right? You yeah. want him kicking the ball. Um, six marks, two tackles. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Went at 71 disposal efficiency, which is fine. Um, had five contested possessions, 17 uncontested possessions, um, which is pretty good because it shows that he's playing that position the way you'd want him to play, Macker. He's getting himself free and be, being a bit of a, uh, a conduit in our transition. But we know that when he needs to go, he goes hard and hurts bodies. So that's good. One, only one turnover, two intercepts, um, seven score involvements. Uh, what else we got here? Um, again, three sixty-five meters gained, uh, which is good from the wing. Couple of tackles, four inside fifties, three rebound fifties. So, again, just really, I really have started to enjoy watching Chase play, um, and I'm 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 pleased for him because it's a lot of pressure when you're a first uh, round pick, Mac. And he didn't have a very auspicious beginning to his career. And he's been played in a number of different positions. And he's had a lot of noise going on from the supporter base, including our podcast. Um, And, uh, you know, credit where it's due, that kid has just put his shoulder to the wheel and he's forging himself an AFL career and good on him. Yeah, I 100% endorse what you're saying there, Fiend. I mean... Like other pro supporters, we've been a bit rough on him at times. But to the kids' credit, you know, he he's just kept working away, and then, and he's now, he's really now starting to show us why we did draft him in the first place because he is tough, and he's and he has got skills, and uh, yeah, and he's got pace. And uh, I, I thought he played very very well. And at the moment, he as I say, he deserves to be in the team. He he's playing well. Now, Nuz has asked the question: How the f do I put my hand up? Uh, it's technology, mate. I'll actually invite you on, Nuz. There you go. So all you've got to do is uh, 
click the little button there and you can come on and say g'day. How you going, mate? Very good. Can you hear me? Oh, the dulcet, the dulcet tones. <laughs> Should yeah. I sing a song? If you want to. You should do oh, your own podcast. You, you should I, do your own oh, podcast. Hey, get off. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, maybe Macca could join me on that podcast as well on occasion. <laughs> oh, could you please take him? I've had a gutful. Well, he's writing to it up when I was on there, Fane. They actually oh. did, yeah. No, he's, did they? One of them was the second highest rated ever, so... <laughs> How does that make you feel, Nuz? Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Look, I like to look at the positives <laughs> in life. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a... What it does is means you were very astute. That's what you should have said, Nuz, because uh, you had the foresight to see it. Exactly. Look, they always say you should trade high. They always say you should trade high, Nuz. So if you want him, we can do a deal. I'll trade oh, him at the top oh. of the market. Done for pick twenty-seven. All right. Um, well, what do we what do we talk about? I mean, the game obviously, like people can finally stop being, I guess you know, so ranty about how bad we are because we could see snippets of how good the game, that our game plan actually was, even against Richmond and GWS, and now we've done it for three quarters and three quarters again, and that's usually enough to get you over the line against you know middle of the road opposition and. You know, the real challenge this week is going to be Carlton five-day turnaround who are second or first on the ladder. And if we can beat them, what did we beat them last year by 29 points? If we can do that again, I mean, what else do we have to complain about? Nothing, in my opinion. Do you think we will, though? Well, well, Harry McKay being out, definitely a help. Um, but I don't think he'll be out us. Oh, you just th- oh, you think he'll, um, yeah. That, oh, he'll get probably. off. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. They'll yeah bring it down to some thing. How annoying, but uh, yeah, and that that brings another question with our defence about what list holes we have moving forward. Because really, at the moment, we've got a really good core, and even you said you said before the depth of Jones and McHenry. You know, they're not even in the best twenty-two half the time. But when they come in, they get twenty-one disposals, twenty-two disposals. That's that hasn't happened for six years, a long mm. time. So it's really exciting. That, that will change as our list develops and we need to pay better players, you know, more money like Pedler, Rochelle, Saligo. You know, we need to double their contracts and then, we'll, you know, obviously have our list misbalances in the future. But let's just take advantage of it while we can. Um, try and plug as, uh, plug as many list holes as we can. But I think defence is one of them. Brennan Cox obviously played against us and he's probably someone we need to go after in two years' time. But apart from that, now Dawson's gone into the midfield as you alluded to, the big body midfielder, the proof's in the pudding. And how much better and more balanced do we look when he's in the midfield, around the ground? And he's a sneaky mongrel, Nuz. Like, he, he, he looks like the college boy. He's quiet and unassuming and all the rest of it. But as my son said to me today, he play, and I won't use the word that Cam said, but he's a hard, he's a hard nut in the middle. He doesn't mm. take a backward step. Um, he stands up in tackles, uh, he gets his arms free, he, he plays, not nasty, but he plays hard. Um, and you don't expect it from Geordie. I certainly didn't expect it when he first came into the team. He looked like a very clean, sort of, you know, outside sort of player. But he's much, much more than that. 
Yeah. Do you think he'll go on Crips? Because he towed us up. He got 41 touches last time he played us. Do you think it's uh, fair to say that Dawson goes head-to-head? I would think a little bit of a waste of him, wouldn't it be, enough? I mean, you'd, you'd actually try and put somebody on him who is not your number one uh, midfielder. Um, I think it might be for, we might be forced to do that, but I'm hoping that maybe um, somebody could keep him, cut him down, and let uh, Dawson have his own um, effect on the game. I think, I think Dawson's so good that he could almost you know, do that running off him as well, because Cripps isn't known for getting around the ground. He's, he's brilliant around the stoppages, and that's where he's the most dangerous, extracting the ball and giving it to the smaller players. Um, and if Dawson can even negate him 30%, I think we're well on our way to victory there, because then we'll have first touch of the ball. That's just my opinion now the anyway. Thing, but the, the thing with this conversation is, Naz, I should have given you the running sheet, because we haven't even finished talking about the Frio game, and you're talking about the bloody Carlton game. Oh, apologies. Sorry, back to Fremantle. Yeah, they're terrible. Club. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, cool. uh, nothing. I just, I don't know. I just think I'll, I'll put them in the same basket as Gold Coast and GWS of just like a, like we have spite. We were created out of out of a necessity, out of South Australia and history. You know, Fremantle because it was kind of a large city and they had two kind of good clubs. And, and the no, 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 Fremantle have as much heritage as Port Adelaide. Like, don't sell that short. That doing the waffle, but that's South Fremantle and East Fremantle, so that's two clubs combined. Yeah, but they also there was a Fremantle footy club as well. No, not for well, not from well, there was actually Fremantle Fremantle on its own. Not that I recall. Not anyway. No, there, wasn't there was there, well, there was going back a few not, not towards the end but like early early doors but look the, there's a lot of um football tradition in Fremantle I I don't know what it is about that club and I'm going to put something up there that's controversial I think it's a stupid color that they chose <laughs> Yeah I don't disagree. because just just like Christian Brothers College who I also despise and anyone listening who used to play for CBC, you, you can get stuffed um, because I hated that bloody team. And they were purple as well. As well. And like it was a clear two-goal advantage before you even bloody started playing against CBC. And I'd imagine it would be the same with Frio. How could you, with any sort of clear conscience or semblance of, of, of bloody self-worth, run around in a purple Guernsey? Yeah. <laughs> I have to agree with all everything you said. Oh, look, Fremantle have got some issues because they've they've recruited um, heavily. They got um, O'Meara, obviously didn't come expensively, but you know they've invested a lot in him and Jackson, of course, who really hasn't done a whole lot at all. And then you could have to argue that they've gone a bit backwards. So where are they at? You know, we've have we leapfrogged them? I don't know. Maybe we have. I think is we it, have. Is it leapfrogged or leapfrogged? Oh, I'm not sure. I'll blame the concussion on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think we, I do think we have does uh, in the sense that um, they, they really didn't need Jackson either. I mean, to, to pay no, out they what they did to get uh, Jackson when they have a, a very good ruckman in Darcy, very good ruckman. And they had a very good backup in young Lloyd Meek as well down there. So I, it was just burning good picks uh, to get somebody. Uh, and 
it, the partnership between uh, Darcy and uh, Jackson hasn't worked that well because Jackson hasn't. Jackson is not was never a star uh, ruckman with uh, Melbourne. It was really Gordon as a star, and he'd come in there and have a, have a, have a bit of a stint and go back to forward again. So, and, and hang, hang on a minute, Jad, Jad in the chat makes a very good point. Uh, and I'm uh, and Nuz, I'm going to have to kick you out in the middle because this in a minute because this all started with you. Like first well, we start talking about next week's game, and now we're talking about a bloody club that it's not the bloody Dockers cast; it's the Crows cast. Can 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 we just well, straighten up a bit? Absolutely, I've got a great stat for you. But just <laughs> does Fremantle have their own like podcast? I don't even think they would. Um, yeah, so, it actually you know, rates better than ours. It rates better than both of ours. <laughs> yeah, well, on on iTunes it does anyway. <laughs> well, that's a good segue. Uh, we yeah. are leading the disposal efficiency by the next best by 4%, 56% mm-hmm. inside 50 dispo- uh, efficiency. And the yep. average is usually high 40s and we're 56 at the moment. The way our forward line is clicking, thanks to Rahili and Walker obviously telling everyone what to do and where to go, is I, I, it's phenomenal. It's great to watch. Well, is it sustainable? Um, like, is, is this, are we creating... So, so let's, let's not... Let's not drink the bathwater but let's let's talk about this for a second richmond created their own style hawthorne created their own style geelong created their own style are we creating our own style for the way football is going to be played over the next few years because it's not dissimilar to to collingwood in terms of um ball use and and all the rest of it but the amount of I, i don't think i've seen a forward line so stacked with goal kickers um, from any team for quite some time, to be honest. Yeah. Well, every every club that's ever won a flag has created their own style. So if we are to be successful, you got, you're right. Matthew Nix will have had to have created his own style, which involves high efficiency going forward, um, you know, ravenous forward 50 kind of tackling, which we didn't see against GWS, but for obvious reasons. And, you know, a, a wave after wave of pressure. So... If we are to win a flag, then Matthew Nix will be that genius who's created a new game plan. Well, yeah. has he created a new game plan or has he just been very astute in assessing the squad and designing a, a, a way to play that maximises our strengths, which is what I've been bloody crying out for a coach to do for years, to actually look at our squad and go, All right, here's our strengths and weaknesses. Let's play to our strengths instead of trying to uh, which I, I think is what Don Pike did, trying to force um, our, our, a squad to play a certain way based on a coach's philosophy. I think it's a bit of both because a lot of the players that you see now that are playing under Knicks have been recruited by him and Tim Silvers when they at the first minute they came into the mm. club they did Phil Thorpe from that peddler in that draft. So and those people are now really, you know embracing that game plan that he's, he's brought. And obviously the others have, have struggled a little bit. You can see some doing well, some others falling behind a bit. But there's, there's no coincidence in my mind that it's it's a combination of, of his drafting the right players for his game plan that he's now putting onto uh, the map. Because every, every coach, you'd have to be a little bit arrogant in thinking that I'm the best coach out there, I'm going to win a flag, and I'll, I've got things that I know 
that will outcoach someone else. And that's just oh, how all 18 coaches would think. Surely, because otherwise, why be a coach? Yeah, I, I yeah. Think I'm, agree, I'm agreeing with Naz because, I, I, you know, I think that um, there, there's no such thing as the perfect game plan because it depends on what, what players you've got. I think that Nix has had a, uh, an idea, idea or a, a goal where he wants to go to. And as Naz said, that, you know, we've recruited players that fit that style. And we've actually got, if you look at the players we've brought in over the last two or three years, that they've been all good players that do actually fit that style. So I think he has got a certain game plan, he, the style that he wants to play, and that we have recruited in the last two or three years, we've recruited to that. Is that what you see, what you see Dave? Yep, absolutely. Now, uh, before this becomes a sensible crowcast, um, Nuns, um... you can. <laughs> how, how are you feeling mate yeah oh, i have my good days and bad days um i came on tonight because i was feeling particularly all right had a had a rough day today because i was uh doing a bit of wood chopping and that and that, that knocked me for six but after that i was uh fine and uh yeah so thank you for asking i appreciate that but oh it's just a, just a slow burn so i'm hoping yeah. to contact the club and if paul seedsman ever wants to chat i'd love to have a chat with him about that it, it's a touchy mm. personal subject but it would be really good especially modern day i mean we just saw paddy mccartan slightly knock his head on the ground oh, like, terrible and it was just awful and we're finally getting more education about it now and i'm even doing my own research as well and i've had a few head knocks from footy in the past um you know that obviously doesn't help getting a, a my latest one so yeah, yeah. that's just um yeah. oh it's just slow road and so i'll be doing a few couple of less podcasts this year and hopefully next year back to full time all the best well mate we wish you well you're always welcome on our podcast um and uh we look forward to the next episode that uh, you release yourself um i'll send you my uh, my terms for please take maca can you please take maca um (laughs) So my my turns are very favourable. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, look, <laughs> no, thanks for uh, having me, and really um, uh, appreciate that I could be on the cast tonight. And if anyone else wants to put their hands up, uh, go for it. It's great to be on. So thanks again, guys. See you later, James. Now get off. Right. Uh, great to have Naz on, as always. He is sensible, and it really annoys me because uh, we've we've tried to build a brand around not being sensible, Macca, and then he comes up and says shit that makes sense, and it's like, well, that kills the whole premise. Yeah, but I'm not sure they pick it out there, mate. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's continue on now that uh, uh, we've uh, been thrown way off my... Anyway, Ned McHenry, uh, 22 disposals, 12 kicks, 10 handballs, 4 marks, uh, did most of his work forward of centre, uh, 64% disposal efficiency, 8 contested possessions, uh, he had uh, 6 turnovers, unfortunately, 5 in- intercept possessions, uh, but 10 score involvements, Mac, and 3 goal assists. Uh, probably tells you all you need to know about um, Ned's game, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and as we were saying before, you're going to get what you're going to get from Ned um, and Lockie Murphy, for that matter. Um, by no means do I think that uh, Lukey Peddler is any chance of being kept out of the side by Ned McHenry. Uh, 
But all Ned can do when he gets a chance is play a game like that. That's all he can do. Um, and, you know, when, when you're going on an upward curve and, uh, you know, it's clear that we are going into an upward cycle, you know, it's sometimes difficult to be on the fringes, but all he can keep doing is putting his hand up when, when he gets called up. And uh, you never know what happens. There's some there's some blokes that have been very very lucky um, and played it like Aaron Keating comes to mind. <laughs> um, you know that are in the right place at the right time. So McHenry needs to take his chances when they're presented, and I thought he took his chance uh, on the weekend. Yeah, and look, he's going to be very hard for him to get into the twenty two, but he is definitely um, a guy that can easily be the sub. Um, because you know that if he comes on, at least he's going to give you 100% and will fight like hell. So, um, uh, and I think, I think he did his uh, chances no harm for, for that sort of thing. Yep. No, I agree 100%. Um, and as someone pointed out in the chat, it's refreshing that we uh, ha- have a situation where, you know, we can talk positively about McHenry Jones and uh, Lockie Murphy in the same game. Let's quickly look at Murphy. I thought he was a little bit quieter this week than he was pre- last week. 14 disposals, only six kicks, eight handballs, two marks, two tackles. Didn't kick a goal. Most of his work up high. And this is the value of Murphy. And I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. He is not a small forward. He is a stoppage machine, in my opinion. And where they play him up around stoppage, they play him high and get him around stoppage, he provides real value, Macca, because he allows us that that extra grunt around stoppage situations. Well described, Thane. That's a hundred percent. Because it, yeah, he's not that dangerous forward around goals, as you say. Definitely up higher. Yeah. So you know, um, and that's where he did a lot of his work. Um, he had four contested possessions. Um, you know, as I said, didn't didn't hit the scoreboard, but had six score involvements, uh, a couple of marks. Um, so look. You know, again, he's not going to... I'd, I don't consider him best 22. Um, I consider him best 26, probably. Um, but, um, uh, you know, again, the fact that he's been able to come in over the last couple of weeks and do a job, play a role, and do it well. Um, and, you know, you've got situations where some opposition uh, calls for certain setups, and I think that, you know, again, Murphy's doesn't do himself any harm when he puts uh, quits himself the way he has over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, look, uh, I think he's had a very good year. Every, he's taken uh, every opportunity he's been given this year. And, um, yeah, he's one that, again, is, you know, uh, he definitely gets cut, comes in when we've got an injury. And, um, and sometimes he'll be in there on his own merit. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at Josh Rochelle. Um 20 disposals, 14 and 6, 3 marks, 2 tackles, kicked 3 goals, 1, but did a lot of his work up the ground, Macca. He only had that, 6 possessions inside forward 50 for 3 goals, 1. Um, had a lot of his possessions up around the wing. Um, he really has developed into more than just a pinch-hitting midfielder, in my opinion, Mac. Um, had six contested positions, 15 uncontest, uncontested. Turned it over a bit. He's got to work on that um, disposal efficiency. He had nine turnovers. Um, but as I said, three goals himself, seven score involvements, um, and uh, 21 pressure acts and nearly 400 metres gained. 
Um, and I actually thought he attended more, but uh, 10 centabouts of tenancies. Um, but he's doing a lot of good work up the ground, mate. Yeah, you know, he, um, he came as a... We drafted him thinking we were drafting him as a forward. Um, he made it very clear that he thought he was a bit more than that, and he's actually showing he's a bit more than that because he... Every game he plays, you see him floating sometimes right, right down into the back lines as well. So, um, and he, he's uh, getting more and more uh, CBAs, and so um, he, he, he's been a very good, good draft pick. And he and Rankin have formed a, a good age uh, reaction, as we call it, um, a combination. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, you know, there is quite good chemistry at the moment uh, inside. Uh, you don't want blokes to get ahead of themselves. I don't mind the celebrations and the camaraderie and all that um, as long as they continue to um, make it about team and not about individuals. And I think, you know, from what we've seen at the moment, it is very much a team-oriented uh, effort, which is great to see. Um, and there's no doubt that he provides a spark. when He gets he wants the ball in his hands, and when he gets the ball, something usually happens. Mm. Agreed. Um, let's have a look at young Riley, Thought because he played a very different game this week to what he played previously. He was far more mobile, had 18 disposals, 10 kicks, 8 handballs, took 9 marks, um, 2 tackles and kicked a goal. Um, you know, spent probably 50% of his time outside of the forward 50. In fact, he only had 2 of his disposals inside the 50-metre arc, Mac. Um, you know, 11 contested possessions, six uncontested, uh, four intercept possessions, uh, six score involvements, uh, five contested marks, which is probably what pleases most people um, in terms of his development. And um, I just felt, you know, 11 ruck contests for four hitouts. Um, you know, we know what he can do at ground level. We know what he, how good he is beneath his knees. Uh, that goal that he kicked was poetry and, and made everyone else look stupid, just running around them like that. Uh, he's such a talent. He's such a talent, mate. Yeah, look, he is, he is a, an absolute talent because oh, I actually really, really liked his game too because um, mm. you can play him from the goal square, you can play him at centre afterwards, you can play him on the rocket and you can play him behind the ball. And, you know, actually he's marking off. He's, he's come back with a lot of confidence, hasn't he, Feeney? And he's actually grabbing the ball clean. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's attacking the ball. He's taking the ball in front of his eyes, Macca. Um, he's still, you know, every now and again, you'll notice that he gets bustled out of a contest. Um, but whereas that would sort of um, render him useless in that contest, now he's kind of staying with a little bit more. Um, and that will continue to progress as he gets more strength. Um, but uh, he's tracking really well. Yeah, no, I, he, I think he's going to be, end up being a real one of the stars of the competition long term. Oh, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, who else can we have a look at? Let's have a look quickly at Wayne Miller, um, because I probably thought it was Junior's, one of his better games for a while, even though it was, wasn't fantastic. He had a 9 and 9, 5 marks, kicked a goal, um, when at 72% disposal efficiency, um, six intercept possessions, um, four uncontested marks, uh, metres gained 200. I just felt like it was just a little bit there that we haven't seen. <clears throat> Pardon me. 
a little bit yeah, more, um, what am I going to say, a presence of mind from Junior that we probably haven't seen for a little while? Yeah, look, he's, he's had a sort of on-off on off career. You know, he's not always been around. He gets a lot of injuries and that. But I thought that he actually looked like a Miller of old when Miller was playing well. So I think he hit form in that game, and I hope he can go on with it and maintain the standard. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of, of Junior, to be honest. Uh, but he can do some good things, and um, you know, if he can, if he can be, if he can just continue to build on that and and be more um, like not panicky, not dump kicking, but actually using the ball positively, using his his agility to get through situations, uh, and offer us a little bit more defensively, Maka. That's probably my knock on him when he's playing off half back. Um, then you know, I guess he stays in. Um, of the rest, I thought uh, Tom Duday played a right. I thought Mitch Hinge had a weird old game because a lot of what he did was good, but he had some really weird brain fades by foot. Like one, yeah. his, like one there where he did a double pirouette and got himself out of trouble and then absolutely laced out the fragmental guy. Yeah, like, Who the hell were you kicking it to, Mitch? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a real Mitch Hinge fan. I love him. I think he's just a down-to-earth, solid passionate footballer but he, he wants to just address his uh disposal a little bit yeah uh, look um he he's a good player and he just he had one of those uh mixed days where he did some good things but he did some really outstandingly horrible things as well so um he's been that yeah that, i mean the, the wind was playing havoc a little bit and i think in the second uh, was the second quarter the second quarter there or maybe the first quarter it was i can't remember where he sort of ran in front of the pack to spoil and the and the ball carried everyone and went through um you know and that looked bad from for Mitch but i think everyone was misjudging that wind at that point but a couple of his kicks were that wasn't they weren't wind affected <laughs> i don't know what they were uh, but I like him in the side. I think he adds an element of toughness in the side in the in the back line. Um, and uh, when he's on song, his disposal out of the, out of defences can can cut a team up real quick. So um, you know, let's just hope he can improve that little area of his game. Uh, yeah, who so else? We'll just say as it was said in the chat, he had a bit of a Brody game. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, uh, Lucky Shoal played well. I thought, um, you know, I've, I've, I, I'm, I'm glad for the for the lad. You know, I, I was happily ready to write him off as um, a Rory Atkins clone, um, but he's again, he's come in and done everything else of him, Macca. In fact, the coach uh, singled him out after the game and made the point about he was very happy with the way Shoal was playing and. Uh, what he's really saying, but not saying, is that the boy's got heaps of skill, but he used to squib it, and at the moment he's not doing that. And uh, he's actually playing uh, as you should play and going for the hard balls as well. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought he had a good game. There was only one situation, it was on the member side wing, where um, there was a Crows player and I think two Fremantle players sort of chasing the ball out onto the wing and running at Lockie and and a different player, Macca, a different player would have run to meet that ball. But what he did, he sort of 
kept backtracking, waiting for the contest to happen so that he could be that outside player. And I thought at the time, I can deal with that, but I would have liked to have seen what Chase Jones would have done in that situation because I think Chase would have just split the pack open. Do you remember? Do you recall the contest? I do, and I think if you're right, if it had been a chase change, he would have gone straight at it. But uh, um, look, that was the only one that incident I could think for the day where Schold could have gone harder. And that, that and knock on him has never been his ability or uh, he's uh, kicking him. He's a beautiful kick either foot. Um, it's, it's only been that one particular factor. And I think at the moment, uh, the coach, as I said, singled him out for comment. And uh, uh, so he must be happy with him at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and look. Uh, to be to be fair, Shoal ended up with a ball in that in that situation, so mm. it might have been good that he didn't overcommit. I don't know, but you know, it's just a, a, an interesting study of two different types of players playing the, at the same position. Um, you know, uh, had had it been Jones and had Jones overcommitted and not taken the ball with him, then Frio could have been out. So, you know, it, it's an interesting one to compare. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, um, Maza had a had a really good game. Um, I would have put him easily in our top three. Um, oh, I love that. Jordy uh, mm-hmm. Butts still doesn't look right. Um, I I really I Mac I really liked the move that Nick's made. A lot of people were annoyed because it involved Jordy Dawson going back down to half back, but I actually thought it was a really good move to make. To put to bring butts off when uh, Frio reconfigured a little bit, and to bring Harry into the middle and put Geordie down back, I actually felt like that was uh, an astute move to make by Matthew Nix. Yeah, I totally agree with it. And the, surely Butts is carrying an injury because he he's not a, well, he's shadow got a shoulder. Of he's carrying a shoulder. Right, but he doesn't even look happy at that out there. He just looks quite, quite miserable out there. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, because we, we need him at his best. And um, at the moment, I, you're right. I think that was a good move because um, Butts is he's not firing at the moment. Well, they went a little bit smaller, um, and I think it was very good for of Nick's to counter that. Um, and I don't mind them in those circumstances where we've got the game under control. And you're just trying to, and you know, momentum's going to shift at some point. I don't actually think it's a bad idea for um, for Knicks to try and shut the game down for a period of time, which is, I think, pretty much what we tried to do in the third. They lifted their intensity, and and we were good enough to go with them, and scoring kind of dried up. So I, I wasn't disappointed with that at all. I I actually think that Jordan is going through a uh, Jordan Butts. This is is going through a period where Burgess is teaching him how to play th- with injuries, which is a big yeah. thing that Burgess is big on. Um, I don't know whether Geordie Butts is necessar- would necessarily be the type that would naturally be very good at that, and I think I actually think that's what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up very well there, Fane. Um, you know, having said that, um, they might have also decided that, uh, you know, Three and a bit quarters is enough, and we've got Harry and uh, Charlie to deal with next week. I, I want to see Muzz run through Harry McKay. I just want to. I don't care if he gets six weeks for it. <laughs> no, that, uh, no, I don't want him to do that because uh, I, he, he does hurt people anyhow without trying to. I mean, 
when he goes, he goes hard, and he's a hard unit. He's a country boy. Oh yeah, he come from nowhere. Um, so look, uh, it really was an all played well situation. I don't think there's anyone else that we really need to to look at. Lucky Gallant kicking two goals, one uh, from eight posies up forward provided a target. I've always been a fan of Lucky. I hope that we can hang on to him. Um, because I think that um, when Tex finally gives it up, um, he's a natural to step into that role. Um, you know, uh, Trey McAdam also isn't getting any younger, and I think Lockie Gallant uh, could turn into a very effective Jack Gunston-like forward, if you ask me. He's a very unlucky guy, isn't he? Because at the moment um, we seem to be finding forwards of his type, and yet when he gets his chance, he always takes it. So... Um, mm. He's, he's a bit stiff. Well, he's he's a natural player, Maka. He's like the first game that I saw him play. It stood out how he, like you get some blokes that just know how to mark the ball, and he just jumps at the ball. Um, and you know, sometimes he will he will get to balls that he's out of position to get to, and it, he's just a natural aerialist, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and. Uh, a little bit more strength, upper body strength to be able to hold his position a little bit more in contested situations will be to his benefit. But he's good kick and like us, and he's got good agility and fitness and all the rest of it and he plays quite tall. Uh, I do hope that we can hang on to him. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I don't think Harry did too much when he came on. Uh, continues to be perplexing. Harry, um, I don't know what to say about him. I think he's got all the tools, and uh, I don't know what's uh, I don't know what's going on there. Well, something's going on because um, this isn't what he was last year. And uh, well, it was I last year, you. the year before, the year before he was good. Last year, he he yeah. was off. Remember? Yeah, but um, yeah, he came on. I don't think he added very much when he came on either. Um, yeah, these and so it's they say in the chat they not currently in our best twenty two, and I think that's sad because at his best he'd be one of our better players, but uh, he he's really off at the moment. Yeah, you know, and even the game the game that he had in the SNFL was kind of a it was a lazy thirty two possession game if that if that's possible if you know what I mean like saying, yeah. it it was very much a kid who was above the level, you know, um, and who knew he was above the level. Um, so whether there's still some uh, some stuff that he needs to work on around his discipline, not so much in terms of his off-field stuff, but is is the way he, like his running patterns during games and his positioning during games and his ability to stay in the contest and all the rest of it. Um, you know, I, I'd still, I still think he's got loads of natural ability but he again he comes from an environment country environment where they just run around and get the agate um and coming into a structured environment and playing structured footy just may not suit him or it just may be taking a while for him to adapt to that i'm not sure well i think he's got loads of talent but i'm just very disappointed with his output it's just it's just not and he's not it doesn't necessarily doing being putting himself in the right spots or when he does get it, he's not necessarily doing the right thing with it. And so um yeah. 
I, I just hope he gets it right because he has got talent and at the moment it's just not there. He's just not producing at the moment. I, I think I think what Scoot says is right. We can afford to be patient with Harry. I, I think there's enough there. We saw enough just in his first year to understand that, um, you know, there, there's a footballer there. Um, I remember the first year, him his ability to put players into space and to put the ball to the advantage of players um, was almost elite. Um, and you thought, gee, if he can get the ball 25 times a match and do that, he'll be fantastic. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure whether he understands the role, his role at the moment uh, or how to play the role that he's been asked to play. Um, and I also still think that he needs to grow into his body. I still don't think he's... Uh, I still think he's carrying a bit of puppy fat and needs to be a bit harder, a little bit stronger. So, I don't know. Well, I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be next week. Well, you'd think that we're going to have. Uh, well, we will have Pedler back. Um, I'm not sure how Bez is tracking with that calf. They tend to be two or three, Mac. Um, yep. So, uh, I, I reckon he might stay in as the sub. Well, uh, is McCannum available this week or next week? Oh, actually, you're right. I think McCannum. No, McCannum got done in. Yeah, 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 McCannum is back next week. So I'm sure he'll come back in and um, Pedler comes back in. So that, they're the two that I think will uh, well, come in. Maybe maybe Fogarty. I, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't rush Fog unless his legs uh, and his, unless that knee is 100%. I mean, there's no need to. Agree, um, agree. So because we've still got a good structure uh, whether he's in there or not. So, to me, I would bring in McCannum and I would, uh, um, sorry, who's that? I just said, um, and, and, oh, sorry, um, Peddler. Yeah, those two. And that means two go out and, well, you've got the sub, taking it as a 23, I would definitely drop Schomburg and there's got to be one other goes and it's probably... Probably going to be the little fellow, I suppose. Well, Ned might end up being a sub. I wouldn't mind that because, again, he's a bit of an impact player, so he could come on and play a role. Um, you know, the other one that may end up being sub is Lockie Murphy. Uh, one of those two has to come out for Peddler, in my opinion. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they stay with Gallant um, uh, and bring in McAdam as well as Gallant, so we end up with... Uh, Gallant, McAdam, Thilthorpe and Tex, which is a fairly tall, tallish forward line, Macca. Um, mm. And there may be a bit of a fear that McAdam might be a bit underdone. So I don't know. The selection is going to be pretty, uh, pretty important this week. Um, uh, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think Harry survives. Um, the other one that's going to be interesting is if they decide to tinker with defence at all. Um, look, of the senior players, I think the one that is not performing is Brody Smith. Um, you know, I thought, again, Smith did Smith things and, 
you know, he's just incapable of being able to hit a bloke up or, like, he just wants to kick it long. Um, yeah. You know, is, is the uh, Irish lad ready? Keen. Um, I don't know. You know, I haven't been watching the twos. Um, I've seen a couple of comments there that say that he's coming along nicely, but um, it might be, he might be still might be two or three weeks away from being... Uh, uh, somebody says two weeks. Scoot says two weeks. I feel been, and, and that's probably about right. So I don't think they'll rush him. They'll wait. He's really ready uh, to perform at the level. So yeah, probably he's probably two or three weeks away. Yeah. So look, we we might try to just overwhelm them with marking power. Like they've got a couple of good um, defensive um, key position players but we might decide to really try and make ourselves a bit hard to match up on um it's going to be very interesting i i think selection will tell us a lot about how uh nicks wants to um have the game played um so it's going to be quite interesting and given that it's a night game on a thursday night you you might find that we scrub it up a bit and and we go in small and uh, try and scrub it up a bit with a and and maybe play a, a McAdam as a as a um, a sub. Yeah, and we we do need a, t- uh, a taller defence unless you know if McKay. That's I'm assuming if McKay plays. If he doesn't, we might we might be able to go in a little bit smaller down the back line. But um, I, I don't think there'll be too much change down there. Yeah, and then deconing for them is out on concussion protocols, isn't he, I think? Uh, I didn't know. Did he Did he come up with... Uh, somebody says no in the chat. Yeah, well, they're not I talking to me. I, I wasn't aware of him coming up in the game with... Uh, did he come up with the oh, I thought he, I thought he did, but I might have been mistaken. Anyway, um, look, yeah, so... Selection is going to be really interesting because there's a few different ways they can go. Um, and like I said, I think what they put down on paper will be really indicative of how we want to play the game because there's a couple of different ways that we could play this game. Um, you know, the midfield matchups are going to be key. Um, one, one, one last one I want, want to ask you about Benny Keys, um, Macca. How do you think Benny's travelling? I think he's coming well, uh, actually, because he's being used as a jack of all trades at the moment, and that's what I do like about him is the fact that he can go to, in the centre, where he can play on a wing, he can play on a half forward flank, you just let him run around like a headless took. He he can he's actually I think he provides value um, to the team. His kicking, of course, has never been um, the greatest, but I reckon he's improved a little bit with it. But and and he's got good pace as well, so. <laughs> Somebody says headless took, but um, no, I, I like keys in the sense that you know you're going to get a hundred percent effort from the, from the guy, and he will never ever give up. So to me, he plays. Uh, well, I think he plays. I, I don't. There's been a few times where he's been what I would call goal hungry. There was one specific occasion where he just needed to give the ball off to Rankin. Um, yeah, and yes. he, and he didn't, and. Um, I think he's been told to um, to have a have a ping, to not be afraid to have a ping. Uh, but the guys kicked one goal six for the for the year. Um, I think his value is as a pressure forward and a pinch hitter in the middle when we need 
to shut the game down. Uh, yeah, we saw him going. We saw him going to the middle with Sloane uh, at periods during the third quarter, and I think that was very effective. Um, but I, I just want him to be a little bit more aware of the fact that he's not. He's like there are better options up forward than him trying to have a shot for goal. Oh hell yeah! You, you, look, you wouldn't want him kicking for your life. You, you actually, you wouldn't your coffin, I reckon. Um, no, but I think he around the ground he does give you good value because he's good in a contest. Uh, he's got pace. He's prepared to to work hard. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have him necessarily. Look, as you said, twice he could have passed off uh, to an unattended player uh, much closer to goal and would have probably got a goal out of it. And he's done well. He's a horrible shot for goal. So, but he, he, at this stage, with the side we've got now, he's of value. As we build up, he may be the one that flips out. Well, I think as we build up, it might end up being a competition between Keys and Lockie Murphy. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I feel like we could we could play Murphy... We could we could actually give Murphy more midfield rotations if you ask me. Wouldn't be the worst thing. I'd like against a weaker side. I'd like to see them try that. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I think to me, I've always seen Murphy as that outside player that some somebody else does the work and then he takes the ball. Although he can't, I'm not saying he he scribs it or because he can dispute a ball, but. Who's Murphy? Mm. No. I reckon he's a clearance player. He's a clearance player, Macca. I know he is, but my, my, a lot of those clearances are from uh, running past somebody who's at the bottom no, of the pack. No, 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 no. No, I disagree. I disagree. You, you need to think about that a bit more. He he will he hits packs. He hits congestion. He's not a he's not a receiver out of congestion, Macca. Not at all. Oh, I didn't say no. I I didn't say that he is uh, a script, but I reckon when uh, some, of these, some of those runs that, that, that he comes from the wing forward, that's when I think he's his true value. No, well, I, we we vary there because I think his value is being being able to be around stoppage when the and you said so yourself earlier on in the cast. Um, his value is around stoppage, and I think I I would like to see him tested at centre stoppage, uh, centre clearances, uh, centre. My God, centre bounces a little bit more, just to see what he brings. I don't disagree that we shouldn't try it um, because uh, you know the guy does better around the um, uh, like, you know the other clearances. So there's no reason why he uh, shouldn't do okay in the centre. So it's definitely worth a try. Mm. Um, because he's cleaner with the ball than keys. Um, well, he's in my he's opinion, clean. he delivers the ball better into forward fifty than keys. So. Lockie Murphy, again, has been one of these blokes that I think at times has been um, made to play a role that doesn't suit him. You know, we've all lamented the amount of times as a high half forward how the ball's just been dumped on his head. But I think there's... like He was a very, very, very good midfielder at underage. And I just feel like there's something there. And as much as I like Benny Keyes' efforts... I wonder whether we get a better version of Ben Keys by playing Lockham Murphy in that role. 
Well, if he gets a chance, we'll see. Um, There's a suggestion by Vardy Magic that uh, McKees could run with Cripps, which I don't think is all that silly because uh, both of them can run forever. And Keyes is uh, fit enough to keep up with him. I don't think we need to run with Cripps, and it's nice for Vardy Magic to uh, make a comment in chat rather than come on and talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're a hard man, so... <laughs> um, I, look, I, I would prefer that we didn't run with Cripps. Um, we've beaten Carton before with Cripps getting 40. Uh, I think the knock-on Cripps is, some, is probably not damaging enough at times. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to see us play our usual structure, to be honest. Well, I think we probably will. The, uh, you know, the one, the one uh, area of doubt in my mind is um, Gallant. Do we stay with another tool up there or do we bring McAdam in? And yeah. that's, okay, they are different structures. Yeah. Anyway, time will tell. Um, and look, I've got to make mention of the fact that uh, over the last couple of weeks, Macca, we've had uh, almost 100 people um, watching us live on YouTube, which is fantastic. And a lot of those aren't subscribers. So, guys, if you're watching live and you like what you see and uh, you don't mind our ugly mugs, uh, then uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're trying to uh, inch that up as much as we can. But uh, even if you don't, it's great to have people along and watching live um, as well as listening live. And, um, you know, um, just know that the comments that you make on YouTube do mix in with the comments that we get from Discord and they all are um, mixed in together. So don't feel like just because you're chatting on YouTube that we can't see it. We can see all the chat that comes through. Right, Mac. Um, so prediction for Thursday night before we just tidy up with a few competition things. Oh, we, haven't, we haven't done our best uh, five, I think. Oh, go ahead, best five. Oh, you can make me go first. Okay, yeah. you always do. And then you, suddenly you can tear mine apart. Um, but uh, I did find it a little bit problem. hard. Uh, I went Dawson as our best. I went mm. Murray for second. Mm. I went uh, Rankin for third. Mm. I went uh, Walker for fourth and Rochelle for fifth. Walker for fourth? Four goals. Yeah, but that was... yeah, nah. He was yeah, lucky nah. on a couple of those. Look, it could easily have been... I, I had Saligo around, hanging around there for the spot. I had Phil Thorpe hanging around for a spot. There were, there were two or three others. So I'm not saying it... I'm happy with my first three locked in, and I'm happy that Rochelle's in the best five, and Walker could be replaced by one of the others, and uh, I'm quite happy uh, for people to tell me who that is, um, because I thought we had a lot of players that played well. Oh, Lead, sorry, no, Lead should be in there instead of Walker, sorry. Lead for Walker. All right. Uh, my best, uh, Murray. I'm going to stick with Murray as my most valuable player. Uh, Dawson. Uh, Thilthorpe, Rankin, and Rochelle. Yeah, look, as I said, we had about... After you get through uh, Murray and Dawson, uh, I think after that there, there was a heap of players that were vying for the next uh, the last three spots. It was a very even performance, wasn't it, Mac? All right, so yeah. tell me, what do you think about next week? If we play... If we can play four quarters of... Or even three quarters of, our, of good football... I think we can win it. Uh, I honestly do think we can win it. Um, but it can't be like like 
in and out all through the, during the game. We must have a, have a period where we can dominate for that. So because they'll they'll definitely have a period of domination as well because they they do have a very good midfield and they have very good forwards. So we, we've got to really maximise every opportunity when we've got so our uh, the wind behind us and uh, our tails up. We've got to really have a burst that gets some good score on the board. I I, I reckon uh, it'll be a high quality game or. Uh, because there were some very good players playing in both sides, and uh, we've beaten them before, and I think we can do it again. Mac, I think the key to this game is how our three intercept defenders play, uh, Dude, Michael Annie, and Hinge. Um, I think if we can cut off enough supply um, and put enough pressure by, with third man up on McKay and Charlie... They don't have a lot of other scoring options. Their percentage isn't all that big, despite having, you know, probably the best one-two punch up forward in the competition. Um, and I feel like um, if if we can get in front of those blokes, then we will dry up their scoring. And I think that's probably going to be the key. We, I don't, you know, we'll want to obviously break even through the middle, but I think it'll be our interceptions across half-back that are going to be the key and then whether we can convert enough up forward. I think, you know, we've shown over the last couple of weeks that we can kick a winning score. Um, the knock has been holding the other team to a, you know, a decent score. And we did that against Fremantle, but they didn't have the firepower that obviously Carlton brings over this week. Uh, but I think despite the fact that we probably don't have um, the the gilt-edged quality of key position tools. I think Murray will do enough and Geordie will do enough as long as they're assisted by Hinge, today and Michael Annie. Yeah, we, we we have got one day less to recover from our game than they have. They played Saturday and we played... Uh, sorry, they played yeah. Friday and we played over Saturday. It, look, it... I think that we, at least we, we weren't travelling and um, uh, we didn't play in excessive heat or anything like we did uh, against GWS. So I would think that, you know, between um, uh, our coach and uh, our fitness guy, they should be able to work out how to manage the team to keep it fresh. And that's what they have to do, keep the team fresh. Yeah, I don't I don't think the turnaround would be a big deal. Um, you know, uh, modern footy, uh, it's... It's pretty standard to have short turnarounds. It's when you have them back to back that it starts to get a little bit um, weigh the team down a little bit. But I, I think we'll be all right in that regard. Um, all right. Well, it sounds like we're both in. Fa- Do you reckon we're going to get up? Like, give us a margin. Um, well, I don't think it'd be a, like if we're going to win. It's not going to be a long, a big margin, but but could be as high as say sixteen points. Sixteen points, Mac. Right. Now, obviously, the round isn't over yet, but I think it's a pertinent opportunity, Macca, just to talk about fantasy. And one in particular um, that I think deserves a mention is the match of the round uh, this week between um, some bloke and uh, Seasgirl. And I just wanted to put this up because uh, I'll see Seasgirl tomorrow and uh, she's getting absolutely walloped at the moment. Uh, so, uh, Seeds Girl, um, you know, I thought hand, you might, I thought you might provide a little bit more opposition, uh, but we've Are both you? played, we've both completed 20 out of 22, and uh, 
I'm a lazy 400 in front. So sorry, Nick. You met that close. <laughs> sorry, Jeez, Nick. Come on. But come the, on, but the thing that I wanted the thing that I wanted to highlight, um, and this I'm not trying to make Sea's uh, girl feel bad, but I was looking at her interchange and she's got their defender, Fisher Mackesee. Nikki, what are you doing? Oh my god! Look, she might she might she might have not been well or had a drink when she did that. <laughs> oh, she probably definitely had a drink. Nick, what are you doing? Fisher Mac, he's out. What are you doing? Anyway, um, yeah, so it's been, uh, let me have a look at the uh, fixes here. It's some close games, um, probably come down to the wire. Most people have got uh, a a few players left, but uh, I've had a big week this week on uh, Fantasy Footy Mac. Yeah, me too. With one game to go, I've already got my two wins in the bag. Very good. Very good. Uh, Tipping-wise, not so good, but uh, obviously with a couple of games still to go, then, uh, uh, you know, or with one game still to go, we I'm an average announce tip, those right? results. Oh, I know you are. I'm, You're so average. You're not even in the thing. No, but even I, I, I'm in a couple of others, but I'm five or six. I don't know why I go in it. I'm, right, yeah. Mick, I can see your hand up there, mate, but I'm sorry we're up to... Uh, one hour fifty one, so uh, we're going to have to save it for next week, mate. Uh, look, thanks to everyone who's joined us on the Discord stage and also in the live chat. Thanks to everyone who's also joined us on YouTube. Fantastic stuff, um, and thanks for all, all your support on that platform, Macker. It's been a joy once again to look at that uh, olive green curtain. I'm not going to honour you with a reply, Feed. I, I just did. Think, I don't think anything can be said about it. But look, thanks everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Easter, and uh, we will be back at the same time next Sunday for another wrap. Farewell. Yeah. Good night, all. <laughs>